do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do? Yeah, so um, my name is Pranjal Jane, um, and I'm 17, 17 years old. I am an activist, and I mainly advocate for like women's rights and immigrants' rights. Um, and I kind of began like like advocating and just like trying to spread a message when I was 12 years old. Um, and it started as a Girl Scout Silver Project, which basically was just like um, you basically like, the criteria for it is that you just have to like find a topic that you care about and make some kind of change in your community. Um, and for me at the time, I had like gotten bullied that year and I just like saw how like um, little my school really um, equipped us with like ways to cope with stuff like that. And I realized that that was like a problem. Um, and basically my crusade against bullying led me to where I am right now. Um, that's awesome that, that you used your project for Girl Scouts and that took you to where uh, you are now. Um, so, uh, why did you, Ariel, and Deja start Gen Z Girl Gang? So, um, Deja's like the founder, she's the one who had like the whole idea behind it, mm-hmm. um, and she got like me and Ariel behind it, and okay, for, I mean, she obviously has like a different, um, her, we all kind of like a personal connection to it, I feel like, um, for me it was definitely just like, I've always been someone who like wants to do stuff, who wants to like get out there, and wants to like, you know, pursue a passion. Um, and I always felt like I never really had like those kind of opportunities. Um, and I never really had like, I could never really think of someone who I personally knew and be like, oh, she's my role model. She's so strong and powerful and she's doing exactly what I want to be doing. Um, so I guess coming from a place of like lack of representation um, and just like wanting to foster more like open communities and like like a, the, like that sense of community made us want to like, you know, kickstart Gen Z Rogue Gang. For sure. That's really cool. Um, so what is your definition of sisterhood? Like, how did, what does sisterhood mean to you? And yeah. Um, so it's, it's a really like multifaceted answer for me. I feel like sisterhood is, it's so much bigger and it's not, it's definitely like, firstly, it spans across ages. It's not just like, I try, I don't show sisterhood just to girls my age. I try to show it to like girls older than me, girls younger than me. Um, and I think to me, it's definitely opening your sisters up to the same opportunities that you've had always trying to encourage them and like support believe and empower um them and i think the most important thing that i've learned that i've been learning more recently is that like showing your sisters that they deserve what they have that they they deserve to go after things that they deserve to like um you know yeah go after like big things because just because no one's done it in the past doesn't mean that they can't do it right now that's so cool (laughs) um so, um, how do you define feminism and, yeah. Um, okay, it's very, like, textbook definition. Obviously, like, the, like, social, like, economic and political equality of all sexes. But I think more, like, colloquially, it's just being able to have the same exact, like, not having, not being inhibited by my gender. That's what feminism is to me. And being able to, like, you know, having, not being, not discriminating against someone based off of their gender. Um... Yeah, it's very, like, textbook definition. Sorry about that. But it's just, like, it's no. as simple as that. It's just, yeah. like, all genders. Yeah. Some people think it's, like, uh, feminism is... Man-hating. Yeah, like, but definitely not. Like, it's just, no, it's equality. All. It's all love. <laughs> um, why do you think it's important for people of all sexes to be feminist? Well, because if you're not... Okay, just... 
genders should not be the thing that's like dividing us and if one gender or like a group of people just broadening it if a group of people is, is disadvantaged and doing like and not being given the same opportunities in society then we all are at a disadvantage because like their success is just as tied to my success is just as tied to like men's success and stuff and if like one group like again if one group is being disadvantaged we're all being disadvantaged that's why we all need to be feminists we all need to be encouraging and empowering one another for sure yeah, I agree. What do you think is a common struggle to women tend to have when they don't have a good support system um, or like a girl gang, like Gen Z girl? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, okay, so the first one is definitely the idea where it's like you have to compete with each other. And I feel like um, in the past, I've definitely like fed into that whole idea. And like, it's almost like a system where we're like taught that we have, that there's only space for one female to be like, um, you know, the one to have it all or whatever. And that's so not true. There's space for all of us. And I feel like if I didn't have, like, my girl gang, if I didn't have, like, the other amazing and empowering, like, female and women role models in my life, then I wouldn't have been able to, like, see that, you know, there are other people, other females out there that want to see me succeed too. And I would have always thought that, like, my power was, like, exclusive. And I feel like because I've had, like, an amazing girl gang that I wanted to see me, like, um, you know, like succeed, I've learned that my power isn't exclusive and it comes, my power stems from the power of other people. When other people feel powerful, I feel powerful. Um, and then the second part of it, I think is just like, for me, this is like a very personal issue. That fact that like, there's not that much representation. Like when I go on like social media, when I turn on the TV, I don't see women like of my skin color um, with my cultural background doing the kind of things that I want to do. And so having a support system like Gen Z Girl Gang, where we are like trying to get our community, show our community that there are like established women that might probably look like them or have come from like the same background as them that are doing like amazing things that they, it kind of like, it transfers like, it like changes the idea where before I used to think that like, I'm gonna, I'm all out there alone by myself trying to like forge my own path. And while there is some kind of like, um, you know, like, idea where it's like no one's ever done what I'm trying to do right now, no one of my skin color and my like um, background. It's just knowing that there are like other females out there that have done like a lot of cool and powerful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I personally, I don't have to go through that because I'm, I'm white and um, I do see a lot of people on social media of my skin color, but I do think it's very important that all people are represented everywhere and intersectionality yeah. is incredibly important. So. Yeah, and Gen Z Girl Gang is trying to do that, and we, um, like, we have cool, like, um, women, like, mentors that are also furthering that issue, and it's just so cool to see someone who's, like, I don't know, like, for example, when I see, like, an immigrant, I'm, like, being an immigrant myself, um, I was, like, undocumented for the first seven years of my life, um, but then, like, the real, like, uh, capture here is that, like, I didn't know I was illegal until I was 15, so I basically lived my entire life very, like, you know, American, like, thinking I, I was American, and I am American, um, and it's also like something that I'm like my whole cultural identity and like the duality that I face with it has shaped a lot of like my thoughts and my um, passions and like my ideas and beliefs. Um, so just seeing another person who probably has like a similar background with me and like that kind of thing just changes like my whole view of like the world and what I can accomplish. Yeah, that's really great. Um, uh, how does your identity and personal back- background influence your feminism? Um, Okay, so I was born in Jaipur, India, which is, uh, Jaipur is like one of the more patriarchal uh, cities of India. Um, And you know, like, obviously because I was born there and because I immigrated here, like for the first seven years of my life, I didn't even know what an English song sounded like. And like, okay, obviously I feel like the nursery rhymes and stuff, but my first ever American song that I heard was Rihanna's Please Don't Stop the Music. Until then, my life, it was very like, 
only like Indian movies, Indian shows, like stuff like that. Because we like obviously like my parents are from there, they grew up with that kind of like um culture themselves too. Uh so um just like at like that whole cultural background and seeing like women from like where I'm from, like I've like I've watched them get discriminated in front of my eyes. I've watched them not be like being like treated equal to men. Um, and I try really hard to like constantly practice sisterhood and display like women women's empowerment. Um, but then like kind of transitioning more like here um, and like my life as like an American uh, teenager. Um, if I feel like because I mean I guess they obviously they're so interconnected, but the fact that I that like my Indian roots and my American roots collide so much was definitely the reason why like I believe so strongly in pursuing activism and pursuing like, the things I believe in and trying to spread a message. That's really amazing. What would you say to someone who wants to get involved with activism or feminism or of any sort? Do not hesitate to just go out there and do work that you're that you care about and do what makes like what you think is making change because like personally no one actually has it all figured out. You're constantly learning. This thing like this realm and this like uh, line of work has such a steep learning curve. I'm constantly learning. Like no one knows it all and I'm I definitely don't know any of it. Um, and I'm like learning so much. So if, if like, and also just like overall, I feel like most people, especially as like a woman of color and just women in general, we always feel like we have to be so perfect before we start anything and everything needs to be like good to go so that it's like that we're taken seriously. But like, again, no one has it all figured out. So don't be afraid to start something if you think you're like not ready to start it. Um, if you think your work isn't like ready to be, to get out there because it's definitely ready if you're ready. Um, and also you don't need like a big platform to start doing important work. Like, like I was 12 years old at the time. I didn't even understand how social media worked, but I still watched like the curriculum that I made around bullying and the resources that I made and the workshop that I held. Like I watched it create like real change in my community. And I'm still like recently I created, um, curriculum around menstrual equity and I like support, um, like held workshops and stuff in my um, health classes at my high school. And I saw how it like, um, inspired so many like yeah the younger girls like sophomore girls they're all starting like their own chapter of period um after like nadia's um organization nadia komodo's organization and it's just so like it's so rewarding to see like i didn't even expect that and i was kind of just doing something because i wanted to get my message out there and show other people that like there's more to life than just like our own high school bubble it's so much bigger and there's so many more like issues that if once we start caring about it we like like it all starts small once this community once a person starts caring they get their friends to care then their community starts caring and their state like it just grows bigger and bigger so you never know what kind of change will impact if you just go after what you think needs to be done yeah I definitely agree um I remember when I started this podcast with my friend Amelia I woke up in spontaneously like I was like oh I want to start a podcast because I was like listening to them and then I started an account and then over like a week we gained like 200 followers followers which is like not and in a lot but like to us that was like that was a lot 200 that, lines that's a lot yeah yeah and I, I it feels so good and it's so rewarding and when you when you start an organization or you get involved with something and you realize all the support that's that comes along with that and how uplifting that can be it's just it's so great and yeah. I definitely suggest like I, getting involved honestly you don't even need an organization to like no yeah it starts all at home if you like for example let's say like your brother or like your sister or something like your own family member <coughs> sorry your good. family member does something that's like against your beliefs and is like clearly i don't know like 
I guess, offensive to a certain like group and you go against that, that's that's being active. That's being an activist. That's going against, you know, like the social like status quo. And that's important too. Yeah, for sure. Um is there anything you want to, anything else you want to say? Do you want to talk about uh, Gen Z girl gang more? So yeah, we recently, like, I think it was like, two Saturdays ago or something, we had our launch party. And, it was so fun. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it was so great. Um, it was so nice because it was like, it was such just like unique space. And I'd say it was unique because it was all like Gen Z girls. Um, obviously there were like some millennials here and there, but it was just nice to meet a space where it's like, young women like my age that care about the same things I care about are obviously passionate, ambitious, ambitious. It's like, usually don't come across spaces like that that often, even in like schools and stuff. Um, most of the time people are kind of just there because they either have to be there and there are sometimes like those few people that really care, but that room was filled with people that really care. And it was so nice. It was so, it was so fun to hear other people's like, like ideas and takes on like things like us, like important as like sisterhood and self care. Because again, like those, those like terms and ideas are so different for each person. So seeing how like um, how each person, based off like make, like their own life experiences, experiences like those words and what those like ideas like hold behind them was so like rewarding. I could like I like I felt like my um, like knowledge just expand, and I felt myself like meeting. I learned, that's why I love going to events like that and stuff because in talking about important things like sisterhood feminism like activism with other people because it's just so enriching to see other people's opinions behind it yeah for sure i really enjoyed the launch party i thought it was really great talking to a bunch of other girls and um it was just a lot of fun with all the music and pizza was good and all that stuff that was it was a blast okay so like picking up i guess where i left off um so yeah so when i was 12 that was like that was like kind of like the initial things that I did with the whole like bullying work. Like I held workshops at my local public library um, and like health classes in my middle school uh, and to younger Girl Scouts. And that, and then I culminated like my silver project meeting up with um, the local district attorney. And she also did like a whole campaign against bullying. So together we like, obviously it was like my first time really like going in front of like people. So basically what I did was I like created, um, it was like, um, I created like a, uh, lesson plan talking about bullying and what it was different about it was obviously someone who's experienced it. I kind of used like my own narrative and my own like experiences with it. But then I also equipped it more with like, because I came from a place where I was victimized, I, wa- I wanted to focus it more on like, and I feel like in school, a lot of what we learn is like, don't bully, like it's bad for you. Right. But then why aren't we equipping like victims with, um, ways to overcome or ways to like stop the bullying and prevent it. So that's what I focused all my lesson plans more on. And I um, tried to emphasize that. And I wanted, my goal was to always leave whoever was listening to my uh, workshop, leave them with like their own tools and resources with how to cope. That like same year, I think, or maybe it was like a half year later, I um, I wrote a letter to then President Obama because I wasn't born here. And not being born here is like at the time, well, I, like I love coming from like India and having like the two cultural backgrounds like fuel my identity. But the worst part of it is that I can't run for president here, even if I wanted to. And I'm kind of like limited from a lot of like the higher up positions because I wasn't born here. So I wrote him a letter and I was like, why can't I be president here? And I just went like off on it. And then he responded. And, what did he say? Um, oh my God, he was so nice about it. And I just read it yesterday because I was like, I was like feeling a little down, needed a lot of like inspiration. Um, it was so nice. He talked about like how important it was like generic advice, but just like at the phase that I am in my life right now, like transitioning into college, 
um, you know, working on like my own personal activism and stuff more. It was like, it was so nice to, um, you know, read it. He said a lot of like being true to yourself, sticking to your own narrative, um, getting closer to like your own roots, um, acting with integrity, you know, like things like that. But then just like the way he phrased it was just very like, it hit home yesterday. It was exactly what I needed. Um, and I definitely 100% have to say getting that response from him just showed me like the power of my words and it showed me like again that there are people out there that want to see me succeed that like President Obama wants to see me succeed um so it was very like empowering and I feel like that definitely showed me that my writing has power um and so over the years I've kind of like all throughout high school um I would always like organize and uh try and impart change in my high school community and at large and uh, through that, like my larger community. Um, so what I did is I started a club called, um, Harris Helping Hands, which is like the school that I'm from. And, uh, basically what we do is we're like, we exist to create events, um, around like social justice issues. So like, um, but then the unique thing about it is because we're in like a school setting, we can't, we can't do something like political, right? Because like, that's not inclusive, like schools are supposed to be. And I think like having Harris Helping Hands, um, of inclusivity and the really thing the mo- most important thing it helped me understand is how to like form frame a message um so for example after trump got elected i was obviously i was so upset and i could like sense the tension in my school um so i was like we, we need to do something about this so um building off of like the national safety pin movement that was occurring which was basically like you wear a safety pin to show uh yeah show solidarity um so we took that safety pin movement we spray painted spray paint pins pink because that's like the color of acceptance um and we held like a peaceful rally at our school and instead of being like you know we hate trump like trump sucks we like flipped the message and we made it like we need acceptance and then i just like having i was like it showed me the importance of like positive messages because everyone can get behind a positive message you know like and that's the, always the goal as an organizer i want to get as many people behind a message and as many people that see the other side and understand the importance of whatever it is i'm trying to advocate for so um we did pinning hairs together and we kind of continued with different events over the years like last year after the parkland shooting we held uh the walkout and the vigil and we had we held like a vigil after school um because again the whole idea of like positive messages like everyone can understand the importance of like lost lives lost young student lives and it's everything and that like approaching something obviously the whole thing was like anti-gun and like stronger gun laws but when you like present it in a different light it just makes it so much easier for everyone to hear and that's always the goal i want people to hear my message and i want people to understand it um so yeah i've just been doing a lot of stuff through um that club that i created and it's so nice to see like my i can like from my freshman year to my senior year now like i see the difference that like that club uh, created and i see like the cultural change that my school underwent um so it's definitely, it was super rewarding and it's really nice to see like younger um, people in my school get involved and want to like create their own message and um, make change their own way. Um, and then I also currently I write for Brown Girl Magazine. Um, um, I love writing for them because again it is a very like niche publication so I'm talking to mostly like South Asian readers um, and it's nice to be able to talk about like um, you know how my culture influences like my thoughts and how my skin color influences like my experiences and how my gender influences my experiences too uh, and brown girl mag definitely um like combines all three of those so definitely use my writing as a huge way to like uh, communicate a message and i'm still learning how to write in a way where it's like again like i reach as many people as possible and i and i like touch people's emotions because that's like my goal
talk about your girl gang and like who supports you um and yeah, yeah. that's a nice question give yeah. me like shout okay. out <laughs> yeah um okay so my girl gang is definitely always growing um and okay so i have a lot of different people in it um my best friend amber is definitely an important part of it she's constantly like the best part of it she dishes it to me real so um, I can always go to her for advice and, you know, just, like, life advice. Oh, I just said that. <laughs> um, and she'll just give it to me real. Um, my other friend, Alicia, she's been so supportive of my whole journey. She's constantly, like, helping me, empowering me. Um, those two, definitely, for sure. Um, my mom for, you know, teaching me the importance of being independent, of being self-sufficient, and of not being afraid to go after something. Um like fearlessly she's always been very like if she wants something she'll go after and I feel like that definitely like translated into me I'm not really anytime I want something I'm not afraid to go after it um my girl scout troop leader Chris um she's definitely been the biggest mentor ever since like ever since I first started when I was 12 years old she's been watching me like you know learn how to be like I remember when I was talking to her about my girl scout gold project I told her I was like I want to leave this project knowing more of like what it means to be an activist so she's definitely like molded me and helped me become like who I am right now and she's constantly serving as my biggest mentor and I always say this to her but like she's the best um who else is in my girl gang um oh Deja and Ariel so, um Deja's also like one of the biggest mentors for me um and I've only known her for like a few months now but I've seen like she's just taught me so much and she's continuously teaching me stuff and she's so experienced and um you know she's had a lot of different life experiences that translate into her like values and her work and just being able to like work with someone like that and be friends with someone like that like um her she's definitely translated a lot of her um you know values onto me and taught me how to be a better person how to be a better activist and organizer um and same thing with Ariel. Ariel is also super experienced. Um, and she's also like my age. Um, not that Deja isn't, but um, she's also, Ariel's kind of also going to do like the same things I am. Like we're both heading off to college and it's just so nice to have like that support system. Um, and be able to talk, like work with someone who's also into the same things that I'm into and like wants to do the same things that I want to do. Um, she's wonderful. I'm in an organization with her. I love her. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, no one else, um, there's definitely, like, a lot more people, um, oh, I'm, a, I'm like, my guidance counselor is in my girl gang, she, we have matching friendship bracelets, like, she knows that's I'm so cool, yeah. <laughs> um, no, she's the best, she's definitely been, like, my school mom for so long, um, Aww. yeah, she's watched me grow, and she's also, like, continuously helping me grow, too, and that's so important, I, like, I love surrounding myself with people that, like, help me grow, um, that teach me lessons that are always like you know just there for me and like people that I can learn from. That's really important to me. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. And you-